Welcome to the VSP, that's the Video Selling Podcast. This is episode number seven, and I am your host, Rob Rashute, here with my co-host, Kyle. Hey, everybody. And Kyle, we have a great episode on tap today. We have David Sedai, who is a manager with the Phoenix Suns. Um, he gives us some really great little tidbits and nuggets from his experience using OneMob and becoming a manager and rolling out OneMob. Um, some really great points as far as um, his initial reservations about using video, how he saw his leadership team use video that really encouraged him to start making videos himself. Uh, he had an aha moment of like, like kind of when everything came together for him and the lights really clicked on with using video to sell. Um, and also he talks a little bit about kind of how video isn't the only bullet in the chamber for his sales mechanism. It's really part of it and it does complement a number of other things that they do. And I think that's another great thing to hear. What'd you like about this episode? Yeah, I, I, I love everything that you said. Uh, I think people will get a lot of you know great nuggets from that. I think something that he we talked about with David that we didn't talk about with you know uh, other folks and the unique experience he had was going from one organization that used video a lot to an organization that actually was early you know in the early stages rather of rolling out one mob um, you know the relatively early stages and so he went from like a powerhouse video company to one that was just getting going and so and in a leadership you know role and so I think if for folks that are out there that are managers or in that leadership role, I think really listen and pay attention here because uh, some of the nuggets that David you know, brings up and talks about uh, as to how he changed that culture at that new company, uh, you know, helped in that effort to make them more video friendly and, and, you know, more open to trying and using video. And then as they saw the success and as he helped share those successes and, you know, show them what, how they use video, you know, in a, in a very positive way at his first, at his last organization, uh, people became really more receptive to that. So uh, I think some of those strategies are really going to help, you know, leaders out there change that culture at their companies uh, to be more, you know, open to using and trying video. Uh, so pay attention. If you're a leader out there, this one's uh, going to be a good one for you. One more thing I liked, uh, just to leave a little cliffhanger on there. So everyone, you know, listens to the whole episode. We, we always ask kind of the same kind of final questions. And he had a great answer for our uh, superpower question. What yeah, superpower would you have? This one caught uh, me off guard. Yeah. yeah, I got a kick out of that one. It's a good laugh. So without further ado, uh, enjoy this episode. This is really how to become a video Jedi with David Sedai. Let's go. All right, we are here at the VSP with David Sedai. David is the manager of the source at the Phoenix Suns. David, why don't you give us a little bit of background about uh, your role with the Suns and kind of how you got there uh, at the Suns and within your career in the sports arena? Absolutely, and for one, appreciate it, Rob and Kyle having me on here. I've um, always been a big fan of, of One Mob and the successes when we've been able to see. So, a little background about myself. I've been with the Phoenix Suns now for about eight months. Prior to that, I got my start in the sports industry with the Sacramento Kings. I started back in August 2015, so a little, little over four years ago. Started in their inside sales, and then after a year, I was promoted onto their account manager and their membership sales team. And then I was out there for about two and a half years, uh, working a little bit more on the B2B, some premium focus, 
and then also had some opportunities with their, their leadership program. Um, now here in, in Phoenix, I started eight months ago. I get the chance to co-manage a team of anywhere from generally 10 to 16 individuals who start in our inside sales program called The Source and have been loving everything about it since I've been out here. That's awesome. And I've seen some really great videos about like what the source is and that whole concept that you guys have with the Suns. Can you just kind of expand on that and kind of tell that tell a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the the source was rebranded. It, it's our inside sales program, but we officially started calling it the source back in 2017. And I think what we want to do is really stay up in, in regards to the crowd. Um, a lot of the individuals that we get to be able to recruit and bring on here, um, they want to feel like a, a part of a family. And, and so I think you look at college football and what they do to really make sure they have the best and the brightest. And, and so we really think the source is the home of the industry's best. Uh, we've had 30 plus people on senior executive leadership positions, uh, over 100 placements and promotions throughout the, the whole entire league. So the source is essentially where we, we bring people on and, and we think that uh, we do it better than anybody else. And, and it's been an awesome opportunity to be able to bring people in here and get their start on the revenue generating side of the business and, and kind of be able to, to grow through everything that we've done done here in Phoenix to this point. That's awesome. Do you guys have any like cool things that you do? Like I've seen people like, you know, put jerseys or shirts on the wall for people that kind of like graduate into different roles or go to different uh, teams or whatnot. Do you guys do anything cool like that? Yeah, so we've, we've actually had essentially an inside sales program, I'd say, since the early 2000s. So we, we still do the traditional tie cutting, but what's pretty cool about ours is you'll have people all the way from 2014, and we, I mean, not 2014, 2004, and we leave uh, spots here close to our inside sales team uh, to actually show them that there are opportunities. We're also pretty excited that we have a, essentially a wall of fame. Uh, so we've had some pretty um, promising individuals who are presidents of sports organizations, VPs of, of some different different opportunities that have their names out here as well. Um, so I, I think it's it's a cool thing to be able to see people come from the early 2000s and still be in the industry to this day and, and be able to say that they got a start here in Phoenix. Um, and then for me and my, my co-manager, Ari, we, we actually get to have the opportunity to split up our teams and do some fun competitions. Uh, so his team's called uh, Ari's Arsenal and mine set eyes Jedi's because it, it rhymes with the last name. So I made sure to buy some uh, <laughs> nice. lightsabers for my for my team members. And every time we get a sale, we, we light up some lightsabers and do some fun stuff like that uh, and, and try to have as much personality uh, out here as we can. You got to work in uh, Baby Yoda somehow. That that thing's so cute. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a logo that's got some lightsabers on it in a, in a basketball, but I may switch out the basketball for a, uh, for a baby Yoda because um, he is uh, sweeping the nation here on, on social media, which, which you love to see. I'm sure you guys are probably figuring out how you can get some uh, baby Yoda backgrounds for, for some videos here for the holiday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us, you know, how, how'd you kind of get started in the whole video journey? I'm, I'm thinking it's probably coming from, you know, previous roles, but I'll let you kind of tell the story. Yeah. So I, I actually never really had any experience with, with video or anything and, until I got my start in sports and, and going out to Sacramento, uh, they're very known as, as being one of the most promising uh, teams in regard to different social selling tools. And when I first started, I think is in 2015 was right about the same time that one mob was, was actually getting implemented into the, the system. 
And I, I just remember looking at it and I, I had a ton of reservations and, and hesitations about it. Uh, I think like anytime you hear your own voice, uh, it's like the worst thing you can ever imagine. Even, even professional singers say that they don't like the sound of their own voice. So like being on camera was a huge hesitation, but uh, I think what Sacramento really did a good job was is saying, if you want to find a way to differentiate yourself, especially on the sales side, why not send a, a video to a client rather than shooting them over an email or trying to catch them on the phone? And you can really show your personality, your your inflection, your body language, and, and really be able to do it. And, and so they, they really pushed us to do it. And, and I started off a little hesitant and um, slowly started to build some comfort and ended up being able to have the opportunity to start to lead one mob trainings and, and really just dive into it. And uh, I think video is one of those initial things that everybody looks at and they're, they're fearful and you guys have done a great job with some different things like adding scripts to, to really help them feel a little bit more natural. But at the end of the day, the, the best thing was, was just going out there and going off script and, and really feeling comfortable and letting your natural self shine because that's what people want to see is authenticity at the end of the day. Totally. Did you ever have like an aha moment when you were kind of first sending those videos, like you, you had a really good one that got a lot of responses or anything like that. And the answer might be no, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, so uh, it, it's it's tough going back that that far, but I, I think initially, like sending some out, you just you don't see like a, a high response rate. You saw some people opening, and you're like, well, do they not like what I'm doing? You know, I have this green screen, I have I had a Kings logo in the background, this and that, and I just remembered someone. I think it was a client. Uh, I can't remember their name, but they just emailed and said, thanks for taking the time to, to send something different. Like, looking forward to meeting you out to a game because I, I sent it after I set an appointment for, like, uh, someone to come out to, to a Kings game. And I thought, wow, that, that's really cool that they took the time to show appreciation because uh, I don't think they understand how long some of these videos, when you're first starting, really take to make until you get a little bit more comfortable and natural and you can start to do it um, at the snap of a finger. And I think that was when someone actually reciprocated that appreciation, I really had that aha moment where I was like, this could be something big. And then from there, I think it was making sure to like include it a part of my, my sales process. So I'd try to send a video if I didn't catch them on the phone, but I, and it'd be like a generic one. But if someone got on a phone and they agreed to meet with me, I'd take the time to send a personalized one where I'd include their name, their, their kids' names, spouses, whoever it may be. And then you really start to build on top of that with, with companies and you try to do that and throw their logos in the background. And uh, I mean, companies get a hundred cold calls a day and you have gatekeepers who don't want to do it. So if they get a video from you and they see their company logo, like that's a, that's a pretty good thing to separate yourself. So I think that appreciation really started to help me understand that while it may be tedious and, and time consuming, rather than busting out the hundred, 200 phone calls a day, it, it makes a difference at the end of the day because you're really building that, that one-to-one -one connection with someone else. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome, David. I, I quick uh, question on that. So I, I love that you said, you know, you kind of got on camera, right? You saw that win. Um, and that's what kind of motivated you, I guess, to do it again, right? You started to see those reactions. Um, take us back just a tad bit further, though, because I, I think a lot of people are where you are, where they see one mob, and let's just say video in general, and they're hesitant, right? You start mm -hmm. to just worry about how your hair is and all this stuff that, you know, even though you may be out there recording videos on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook all day, like it feels very different when you do it at work. Right. Um, and so did, was there a certain point or something you heard or like, what made you then go do that first video? Right. If you were hesitant when you kind of first saw that ability and said, Hey, okay, I can do videos. What made you actually go and do it? 
Yeah, I, I don't. I won't lie. I think it's also when when your leaders invest in a tool like OneMob and your your vice president say go make a video, uh, you, you kind of get pushed on the spot to to go do it. But I, I think I just started to see some of the successes. One of one of my mentors, uh, Trevor Darrett, who's still with the Kings, like he he started to sell, and one of the big things was he was really using it on a, a on a B two B focus. And I saw well if he can do it, like and he's he's someone who's who's trying to help guide my path, like. Certainly, I can do it, and so I think there was a little pressure from the top, but more so than anything else, like I, I remember the Dr. Seuss quote: "It's like why fit in when you're born to stand out." And I, I think like my personality is something that makes me uniquely me. So you try to do the best you can on the phone, but you can do a lot more uh, through video, and that's that's kind of what continued to push me to do it. Uh, don't get me wrong; it took me a few takes over and over, wanting to get it right, being being someone who's like a perfectionist. But at the end of the day, you started to appreciate the the mistakes you made, and like knowing that you're improving every single time and when you see video one and on your on your camera roll and you, you look back a few months later and you see you know video 200 like you'll see how much easier and more fluent you are with it um, but at the end of the day the thing that really got me to do it was just challenging myself because I know that my leaders wouldn't have put that in that position to really provide that tool or even have it there if they didn't see the value in it and so I think it's a lot of a lot of buying and faith on top of that. Yeah, I love that. And even to just like round that up into a couple of key points that I heard from that, like one, your leadership invested in tool in tools to help you do this for a reason, right? Like that collective buying committee didn't just throw money at something um, without really thinking about it and, 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 and having a really good sense that it will help and work, right? And, and, and be of value. Um, and secondly, what I really love that you said is like, you saw your leadership not only talk about video, but using video right? You mentioned your mentor got on camera, was doing videos in his role. I think that's actually really important. We have a lot of leaders out there who are, you know, listening to our podcast. Um, you, you already know, like your reps are looking at you, right? Leadership <laughs> and what they do. And if as a manager, as a leader, you may be kind of hesitant to get on camera, but if you don't get on camera, your reps are watching that behavior, right? And mm -hmm it's hard to get them to do it if you yourself don't do it. So I love that you mentioned that, 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 you know, you were kind of watching and, and, and emulating, if you will, what, you, what one of your mentors was doing. I think that's really important for leaders to remember out there when it comes to any new tool or any new, you know, philosophy or change that the company is trying to adopt. If they themselves don't adopt it, can't expect, you know, their teams to. Yeah, absolutely. I think buy-in starts from the top, and and I know here in Phoenix, and I'm sure that's something we were we're going to talk about. Like the the first thing when when it got brought on here, I wasn't here yet, but I believe our vice president Kyle Pottinger, he sent a video and he took the time and effort to really send it to the whole entire team as a whole to let them know, like, hey, I'm I'm in the in the trenches just as much with you are when it comes to be bringing something like that. Um, so I, I think that's one of the things is, is leaders will really help put you in the best position for success, um, and they're they're there to guide you along the way. That's awesome. So I want to go back, David, to something that you were talking about um, a little bit earlier on kind of the creativity and, and things that are driving your videos. And I know one of the things that you guys have done really well um, is, you know, taking those logos that you're kind of going after, whether it's, you know, B2B um, when you're targeting. And what I saw was you guys did some really creative stuff with, you know, taking images and kind of putting that logo on top of the basketball and having that subject line say things like, you know, give me my shot or let me take my shot. 
And I just thought that was like really cool. Like, were you kind of the brainchild of that or did that kind of come organically with your group there? Yeah, I think like one of the the things is when you use it so much as a user on the sales side, coming here as a leader, like the biggest thing that you want to do is you want to try to implement it day one. But similar to myself, trying to to gain buy-in from from those around me here in in Phoenix and not knowing anyone, a lot of it starts with just building trust and accountability and and really that relationship. So I couldn't come in and say, hey, OneMob's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread or video in general, because these people don't really know me. But if I can build some credibility, start to highlight some some experiences and some things that you've seen, uh, hopefully like it'll, it'll be able to to kind of get implemented. But I think um, it, it's better when it's team member fed, not leadership fed. So for them, like being able to provide at least some ideas or things that work and then give them that platform to go and run with it. Uh, I think it, it, it falls on the, the team members themselves. And that's what I, I love to see was they kind of took the initiative. You may give them some ideas and some sparks, but it's really their creativity. And I think that really helped start to build some momentum and some traction here in Phoenix. Um, so I, I think like it, it's a total team effort, but the things that we're starting to see in the ideas that are being created, like that's all on them. Uh, I think for us, one of our, our big focuses here in Phoenix is innovation with a purpose. And we're undergoing big transformations on our arena and everything in between. And you just got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And so I think it's just challenging them to say, hey, if you had to get an initial interaction, you only had one chance to impress someone, like what would you want to do? And when you give them just that question and that attention grabber, like it's up to them to, to do everything else. And so we'd love to see the results and continue to see new things that are coming out and find ways to highlight and celebrate them. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'll give uh, Aiden a shout out over the summer. He kind of showed me some of his videos where he was doing that. And uh, I just thought it was a really, really cool idea. Um, can you touch a little bit more on, you know, how how do you go about kind of rolling something like this out to a sales group? Because, you know, we saw, we were working with the Suns and, you know, like when you got there, we really saw things kind of escalate quickly. <laughs> Um, as far as just overall usage, and I'm sure like hopefully beyond that or with that came, you know, the sales, the meetings, the appointments, whatever you guys wanted out of it, but really kind of, what did you guys do, um, to really kind of just, just turn everything on with video and with one mom? Yeah, I, I think a lot of it came down to, to some of the leadership team being able to just highlight some successes that I had on, on a sales side. I think when you're a top seller, it builds some credibility and hopefully it translates when you move over to, to being a leader. So I think for one that I had just the, the backing of, of my leaders, but I think what happened with, with the video and one mob is, is we rolled it out to the, to the team as a whole, but after that it was, it was kind of, Hey, go, go nuts with it. And I think some, some direction was needed. So one of the big things that I did right off the start, in my first few weeks when I got here is I sat down with each individual department and whether it was membership sales, groups, um, services, you name it, I, I really sat down with each one individually and I walked them through the platform step by step. I, I went as simple as walking them through the landing page, what it looks like on the, the overall dashboard and really making them just feel comfortable with, with what they're using as a, a an interface. The next thing I did is I really started to give them just some ideas and ways that they can do it. So on a group sales side, maybe you can have some videos highlighting fan experiences. On the service side, when, when someone sells an account, you can send an initial intro face to the name video. So when the game starts to come around and the season starts, like they'll know who their, their rep is because they send them a welcome video to, to joining the, the Suns family. So I, I think it, a lot of it came down with each individual team really starting to get some 
hands-on experience and making it applicable just to them rather than being hit with a, a general idea of what one mob is and then not necessarily having the direction. So I think that was one of the big pieces. And then also one of our, our, our sales coordinators and is Stephanie Moscone. She's done a really good job being able to help implement it, find cool ways to incentivize our team um, who send out videos. We have some gifts. I, I know Kyle was awesome and sent us some, some t-shirts. So people who made videos got a one mob t-shirt and different things to really keep the, the energy going on the floor. But I think some of it was just starting on that, that individual by individual basis. What I really enjoy here and, and now in my current role, being able to help recruit new individuals and candidates to, to join our, our source and our inside sales program is you get to create one mob and make it part of the process. So no longer do you have to worry about it because you make it part of their day-to-day their cadence, you also make it part of their training. It's a little bit tougher when you have team members who have been previously stuck in their own ways, getting them to change their habits. And that's where the buy-in came on the first place. But now it should be a lot more seamless as we have the first chance to really teach them how to go through the sales process and making one mob a priority is absolutely one of the things that we do. Yeah, and you shout out to Stephanie too. We, we'd like to have her on uh, eventually as well. She does a great job with the team there as well. So let's change gears to um, to rapid fire. How long have we been going, Kyle? We're good, man. What I want to know is maybe David um, spend some time. Like, tell us about a cool story, right? I think our last guys did. Um, uh, a few guests have told us some really, I think, just unique ways they've seen video being used. Or any any specific video stick out in your mind that had a big impact on your you know, selling uh, process, brought a big, you know, sale, anything like that. Any story you want to share? Yeah, I think there's like one specific one. It was, it was my final like deposit campaign. So for, for those who aren't familiar on like the sales side, we, we really gear up for deposits to be able to convert for like full season memberships. And it's, it's generally one of our biggest times of the year. It's a, it's a fresh start. So it's one thing I always prided myself on was, was being able to have a strong initial campaign and kind of hit the ground running. And so you spend all this time getting people to put down initial uh, deposits and really get their feet wet. But the big thing is, is they may put $200, $300 down, but they still have to convert into a large sum of money. And, and so what you really have to do is find a way to make sure that they convert at a high rate um, and also make sure that they, they understand what they're getting into. So my favorite video was uh, I had just sent them all um, socks and I said, don't get cold feet before our event and, and hopefully got a few chuckles. Most people showed up, which, which is a winning thing. But after that, I really followed up with the video and I, I sent one to each person who put one down. I personalized it. I talked about how excited we were for them to be able to be a member for the following season. And I said, and if you don't believe me in the excitement that's building, then check out this video. And I, I hopped off screen. And what I did is I added in this video by the, the announcers and the, the broadcasters in, in Sacramento. It's when Bogdan hit this game winner against the Lakers. And, and it's a dual face video where it shows their reactions as well as like the crowd going nuts. And I ended it on that. And I just got a ton of positive reception because you want to you want to leave them on a note where they're like wow i have to be there and, and so everything i said hopefully made sense but when you see the energy and excitement and you're able to translate that um it was like they were watching the game live all over again and it was one of the biggest shots i'd say in like king's recent history and, and that's what it, they remember and that's like the lasting impression and so i saw a really high response at, at the event itself i had a great start to my my sales sales season and i think that video was just one of the ones where like how can you just really blow them away yeah, yeah, I love that. And was that a use case that um, that was a list you had already reached out to you said and engaged with? So it wasn't like totally cold either, right? 
Yeah, so these were people who essentially had said that they want to join us for next season. They put down okay. like an initial deposit. So they, they're already like committing, but they're, one of the big things you'll see on the sports side is people will put down a few hundred dollars, but when you ask them for a few thousand, that's when it gets a little bit harder and people start mm-hmm. to back off and just say, hey, I, I, I changed my mind. So anything you can do to, to make sure that they follow through 100%, uh, like that, was, that was a real win right there. But you had never talked to them. No, so I, I had Personal. talked to him. I had gotten them to like agree to to at least want to agree to come out and and hopefully spend some money. It was just the the big piece was making sure to to follow through with it. Yep. Okay. Uh, no, I I bring that up because um, I think a lot of times we think about video and maybe a lot of our uh, you know folks on the listening um, as like maybe the first thing that we try because it's so it, it is really powerful. Um, it's you know mm-hmm. arguably maybe the best bullet you have in your chamber. Um, you know, versus anything else you could potentially send. But um, what we're finding is that when you send it kind of later on in the cadence, and I know I think Sales Loft did a really good study on this, where I think it was like touch fifth or sixth, where it actually may, might have the biggest impact. Um, so mm-hmm. I love that you mentioned that as like the use case that you had, where for folks listening, yeah, use it at the front of your cadences, if you will, your touch points, but for lists that are have expressed some interest, you know, attended an event, you know, something like that and expressed interest. Like this is a great way to re-engage people with video. And I think that's a use case sometimes that gets overlooked, but you know, ultimately is really powerful. So I'm glad that's the one that you actually brought up. Yeah. I think, uh, I think when it comes to the video side, people think if you send one video, like that's, that's all you have in your, your whole entire sales cadence. And I, I think that there's, different different angles you can try different approaches require different but if i send a video at the beginning if it's a different video and i'm doing a, a different kind of outreach and engagement there's no reason because I, I believe genuinely that there's a higher show and studies prove it so why not send two if, if one didn't do the trick like they're they haven't told you no yet so you might as well keep trying yeah and you tried something different right which is awesome one of the things that i've noticed about the sun's videos is you guys seem to just make the perfect mix of kind of these marketing, whether it is um, images or whether it's some of the marketing produced videos. Um, and you mix those with your pages in the videos that you send out. Um, mm-hmm. Is that kind of like a strategy that you have? Do you have someone from that marketing branding world that you know gets in there and kind of loads up like some content for these guys or is that kind of run by you or is that kind of the the team on their own kind of gets to run with that yeah it's a a great question i think one of the big things that we want to do when when i first got here myself and steph is we actually sat down with our creative team and we they'd heard of one mob and video but they didn't really understand how we're using it on the sales side so number one it it was educating them on how we can really implement and why it, why it works successfully for customers. But two, it's how can we get them involved? Now we can try to create our own videos here or there, but the, the prof- professional quality of everything in between you, you want to make it look like this is a high-end video. So it was really sitting down with them and saying, these are some videos that we'd want to work for. So whether it's displaying some of our club spaces, highlighting some of our fan experiences, we wanted it to be a professionally done video because that's what we want our customers to know is, is what it looks like because that, that's actually actually how it is. Um, so it was really working with them and creating those different videos about our vision. Uh, and then in regards to getting some highlights from, from the previous game, some game winners, 
Steph's done actually a really good job where we, we have a Dropbox. So anytime they create a new highlight or a new segment video that they display or show to our fans on our, on our website, they actually throw it into like a Dropbox or, or a shared folder. And then we are able to upload that into to OneMob. And when we do that stuff, we let our team members know and they, they get to really go nuts with it and be able to start to put that in some of their landing pages and their backgrounds as well. Yeah, that's that's a great tip. And, you know, if, if anyone hasn't seen any of these Suns videos, you know, go buy Suns season tickets, first of all. Or you, <laughs> you can go take a look um, on, you know, LinkedIn. Just search One Mob Suns, or probably if you just search Suns and, and filter by content, you'll probably see some of the stuff. Um, Courtney Hayes is the one that usually sticks out. I like I follow her and see a lot of the videos that she does, and she does a, a tremendous job of all kinds of videos. So um, go check that out if you want to see some of these videos we're talking about. But you know, I really love that that tip that you just gave on you know kind of filling in that marketing branding team on kind of what you're doing, and then just having them kind of feed some of this stuff to you. I tell all the sports teams we work with that you know make that connection with that marketing group. Um, and even the social media teams, because uh, there's a lot of content that's out there, whether it's on Twitter or Instagram, that's really cool. Like even the Suns have a lot of really cool content that's just usually posted on those social media outlets. Um, and not everyone's on Twitter, not everyone's on Instagram. So this is a really great way to make sure that some of that really cool content is able to be shared with some people that might not see it otherwise. Yeah, and I'll even add to that and say, you know, a lot of folks that are listening are in companies or teams, whether they're sports or tech or otherwise, that have available licenses of OneMob even for um, for marketing teams. So if you want to, you know, really get them involved, like let us know, we can make sure they get licenses and can load this stuff for you. Thumbnails, green screen backgrounds, watermarks, all this great stuff. Um, definitely get those teams involved because that takes a lot of pressure off you and um, really helps you build, you know, things that are on brand and look really great. All right. So let's go into our rapid fire questions here to kind of wrap it up. Um, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to take one out. I'm going to take one out here and I want to start just because I'm curious. I've never been to, I've been to Phoenix once, but I've never been to a game. Why okay. why should I come see a Phoenix Suns game? What am I going to love there? Well, I think for one, like our, our fan base is, is really second to none. You look at it, especially for being a city where it's, it's a very transient one. No one's really from here. People still come to the games initially maybe as a fan of the opposing team, but they, they really see the fans that have been here since day one, and I, I think they really start to immerse themselves with it. On top of that, a huge thing that we're really excited for is our, our $250 million transformation on the arena. So it's a two-year project, and it's really going to change the way that people look at coming downtown and really experiencing it. Um, coming through a, a renovation project, I saw what it did in, in Sacramento. So really excited for the fans who get to come out here. So I think those are the two biggest things is we really have a killer fan base. And then what we're going to be doing downtown here in the next two years, you won't want to miss a game. Sold. I'm going to try to make it to one this season. <laughs> All right, so now we'll get into like our traditional rapid fire questions. Um, and you might have answered this one earlier. I think you might have, but you can kind of repeat it. How did you get over your fear of getting on video? A lot of people like are kind of nervous about getting on the fir the video the first time, and you know, like you said, they don't like the sound of their own voice, and you know, just a lot of nerves that go on usually when they're shooting that first video. Um, what is it that kind of got you over that fear, if you even had one? 
Yeah, I think everybody has initial hesitations. It's kind of like before you're about to jump into like a pool. Some people try to just walk in slowly and they get to step one and they they quit. And the other people who like jump in, they they really assimilate to the water a lot cooler. I think that was the thing. You just you just got to do it. And it's not going to go great the first time. I can guarantee it. But what you'll do, you'll feel more accomplished. And then you'll make another video. And and it's just the process of doing it over and over. And practice makes perfect. Is is so generic and so overused but it's so true you just got to jump in the water and do it but um you hopefully have people who will be there to push you and support you and, and give you some positive feedback and some some areas of improvement but I, I think you just someone just told me just go do it and uh come back to me and show me when you do it and we'll go from there and you just got to believe in that yeah that's awesome i think you mentioned earlier too something about like your your director or uh, VP saying that, hey, we're going to make videos now. <laughs> that always helps. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you get over that fear real quick. That's answer number one, but answer number two is you also got to have, uh, you just got to do it. But yeah, definitely when you have tell, someone telling you to do it, um, it's either do it or uh, have a tough conversation. So take the easier route always. Yeah, yeah. New fear then, right? It steps in. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, you want to take the next one? Yeah, for sure. Um, I just got two more for you, David. So I'll, I'll finish this off here. Um, what's one piece of advice you want to, you know, give somebody who's just starting their sales career out there? Think back to maybe when you just started, like what's one thing you know now that you wish you knew then? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing when I was going through like onboarding everything in between, like you're your own worst enemy. And what I mean by that is you want to compete, you want to be number one, you want to do this, but the only roadblocks that you have are the ones that you really create in your own head. And, and you just got to be someone who's willing to like take each day, one day at a time and be so present that if you make a mistake, like you'll just know that you'll do a better job tomorrow. I think I was so worried about trying to impress other people and, and show that I was the best candidate when I first started that I ended up putting off so much pressure on myself that I really struggled. And when I stopped caring as much, and I really just started focusing in on that moment. Like it, it changed the whole entire way I think of it. So really just be present, be a sponge, but more importantly, just like take it one day at a time. And, and every day is a fresh start too. Um, so just treat it as such. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I think a lot of times in, in sales, especially, you know, you get so overwhelmed, maybe, you know, very quickly, right? With quotas and, you know, activities you have to do and like all this stuff that you have to do. I think you really have to take it day by day, right? To just A, stay on track because every day adds up, right? Um, so it's, it's sales isn't really a game you can kind of play, you know, and just show up in the fourth quarter, if you will. Right. Like you got to play this, you know, uh, uh, every minute counts, every day counts. And if you can kind of take it day by day, I think that's awesome advice. Just focus on your day to day. You know, if you kind of nail each day, um, it'll add up and, 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 you know, you'll win. So that's awesome advice, man. Um, last one here then for you. If we could give you any superpower, if you could have any superpower in the world, um, you can make it up or it doesn't have to exist already um, in, in any sort of movie or comic or anything. What would it be? Oh yeah, uh, that's that's a tough one. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big superhero guy. Um, also, shout out Captain America. It's better than Iron Man. I know. I know many people don't believe it, but now you're starting controversy, like, man. Here, <laughs> I know may have caused some issues with that one. Uh, to, I, I think it's a tough one. I think like being able to read somebody else's mind like that'd be probably super overwhelming but at least on like if i was a salesperson it'd be great you'll never have to worry about guessing someone's objection and what it may be you know all the answers so you just got to find a way to to get them to do it 
Um, but if I had to think of something outside the box, like unlimited appetite, I would just probably go to anywhere that is a, is a buffet and just get to eat all good food all the time. Um, that, that'd probably be like never, never being able to gain weight. I know it'd it'd be like an unlimited metabolism or the ability to, to not gain weight would be pretty sweet. So those two together, but, uh, definitely, I guess telepathy, if that was, that was one of the ones that I I could say, that's a, a real superpower. I love that. I think we've had a few folks with the, uh, you know, fly and, you know, stuff like that. But you're like, I just want to know what everyone's thinking. Uh, yep. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to get like one of these basketball guys eventually to say like, I just want to dunk, but I don't know. David might already be able to dunk. <laughs> um, if I touch the net, it's a good day. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> too. <laughs> well, awesome. I, I, yeah, I think that's it. it. Um, thank you for, for joining us. And, you know, like send our thank you to the rest of the team there. We love seeing um, all the videos that come out of Phoenix from the entire team there um, and really appreciate all of you guys. And, of course, you and Stephanie for really kind of leading the charge over there. So thank you for joining us. And hopefully we'll get you on sometime soon next season. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for for the platform and and giving uh, us a chance to highlight what we're doing here in Phoenix. It it really is cool to see what the the team's done, and and it's been a total team effort on on both sides of this call. So really appreciate everything that you guys do and and looking forward to the next one. Awesome, David. Thanks again, man. And if you are listening, you're in the Phoenix area, definitely go check out the stadium. Go to a game. I I did go there to the stadium. It's a really awesome facility. Um, I can't wait to see the renovation. So if you're in the area, hit up David get down there and check it out. Thanks again, David. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Appreciate it, Kyle. Appreciate it, Rob. Y'all take care.